Well, amen. This morning, as we continue to speak about this house and build this house together, we're going to talk about serving. I would invite you to take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. We're going to read the scripture, and then we're going to begin with a thought together, and then there's some folks that I want you to hear from. So Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45, as we speak this morning about serving. The word of our Lord says today, And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand, and one at your left in your glory. Jesus said to them, You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism which, with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or on my left is not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him, and he said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles... Lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here's our main thought I want you to think about today. Serving is always the next step in the kingdom. Serving is always the next step in the kingdom. There is a process, and the church word that we use, the theological word we used, is called sanctification. Sanctification is the process by which we are becoming more like Jesus with each passing day. When God saves us, we are saved to the uttermost. We have a hope and a promise of knowing that we will be with him when we die that our sins are forgiven that ultimately all of our troubles will be redeemed and that event that takes place is a different word it is justification 
meaning we are made right in a moment and we are declared right with God, giving a new home, forgiveness, and hope for redemption of all of our troubles. But sanctification is different. Sanctification is the work that begins in us once we are justified, whereby we become more like Jesus with each passing day. What you see in this story before you are two disciples that wanted to be great in the kingdom of Christ. So they asked to sit at his left and at his right when he came into his glory. They did not realize what they were asking. What's interesting is notice Jesus does not get onto them for wanting to be great. The other disciples get frustrated at them, but Jesus does not get onto them for wanting to be great. Rather, he refocuses it on what greatness really looks like. And he says that statement in verse 43, but it shall not be so among you, But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. So, this morning, serving is always the next step in the kingdom. I know we don't think of that because that's not the way our world thinks. The more you advance yourself in this life, the less you have to work hard at it, correct? the more you're able to lean on others, right? But Jesus says in the economy of the kingdom, the way you advance yourself in his kingdom is through serving. Now, let me ask you something. What do you think about when you come to church? With what expectation do you come to church? Do I come to church? Do I come to church with the expectation to be filled? The expectation to be blessed, the expectation to be taught, all of those things are good. Lord willing, when you come to church and I come to church, we are being filled with God's presence as we come amongst his people. Lord willing, when we come, we are also being taught the word of God. But there is one other thing. Lord willing, that when we come, we are thinking, Lord, how might you use me to serve today now it's contrary to our culture because our culture is a consuming culture that i'm participating in this because this is what this provides for me however in the kingdom of god participation is not merely about what is being poured into you it is what you are pouring out into others. There is much more to say on serving. But before I do, I wanted you to have an opportunity today. You've already looked at the brochure inside of our worship ministry. And before I say these other things on serving, I wanted you to hear from each of our ministers and ministry directors. Let them share with you 
what serving looks like in a practical and tangible way here at First Baptist. We're going to hear from them, and then we're going to look at the rest of the Scripture and ask the Lord, how would He have us to serve His kingdom here at First Baptist? So this time, they'll come. Thank you, Pastor. I'm Lee Allred. I serve as executive pastor, missions pastor here, serving pastor, um, and uh, it's a privilege to be a part of such a serving congregation. My main focus is the administration, the missions ministry, and the serving ministry of the church. And so I want to take just a moment and talk to you about first impressions. If you think about this time of the year, and if someone was to call you and say, hey, we want to come by, or if you know for the first that you're going to have first-time guests coming to your house, think about what you're going to do. First thing you're going to do, you're going to tell your husband to go out and clean the yard, sweep off the drive, get the weeds out of the flower beds, while inside, perhaps the wife is tidying up, dusting, making food, prepping for the guests to come. First impressions, you want to make a good first impression, right? We all do. And so here at First Baptist, we want to make first impressions a good memory. And the way we can do that is through serving those who come for the first time to our campus. And we, there's lots of things listed here, and we could take a lot more time than we need to this morning to talk about each one. But four areas in serving ministry, and it's located on the first page of your insert, I want to talk to you about for just a moment that I consider to be frontline, first impression ministry opportunities. Some of you have been a benefactor of the shuttle cart. Some of you have dodged the shuttle cart. Uh, uh, but it is it has proved crucial as our campus parking has shrunk, and it will shrink even more before the, part, the, the construction is over. And many of you have been so gracious to park across the street, in the back, behind the funeral home. And, and almost every time you pull around, somebody's waiting to pull up, uh, to get in the cart to be brought to this side of the campus. It is a long walk. If you park in the back, back here by the, parking, uh, by the playground, you have to cross that cut in the asphalt that is rock. And it's hard to walk across that, especially for ladies who have heels on or uh, anything other than a flat. And so it is crucial right now in this time in the life of our church that we provide that service. So if you want to drive it, I don't want to drive it. I drive it when it's sitting there and nobody else is on it. We need you in our shuttle cart ministry. Secondly, first impressions is parking lot attendance. The maze is going to get more of a maze before it gets better. And uh, having people out there to help give direction is, is crucial. We want to make good first impressions. And then once you drop them off at the door, greeters. Let me just talk a minute about our greeters. It's, it's, a, it's a maze right now to get around campus. It takes about eight to ten greeters every Sunday morning, minimum of ten, to make every access point a place where a greeter can stand and give direction. You don't have to serve all, all, all morning, 
most of our, our ministries in serving are rotation-based. That means you don't have to serve all Sunday morning. It also means you don't have to serve every Sunday. With enough volunteers, perhaps you could only serve one time a month. And then security. Um, I'm going to say something else in just a moment about security, but we need security volunteers. We want, we want folks in our preschool area. We want people in our children and student area. We want people on the north side, south side. We want eyes on our campus. They're there, but we could use more. We could use some on Wednesday nights. This past Wednesday night, we had upwards of in excess of 500 people on campus, and they're all coming at one time, and they're all leaving at one time. We need more volunteers there. So I want to talk to you finally about serving ministries. Long before you sit down in this room or you sit down in a, a grow group room for fellowship and Bible study, before you enter here for worship, the first impression of First Baptist Church has been made because they have either had a nice pleasant ride from across the street or they're angry because they had to walk and they're sweating and it's hot uh, or they've almost broken their ankle crossing the cut back there where the gravel is. Folks, you are incredible congregation and you love to serve, but there's always a place where we can use you. And so perhaps you've been here for 40 years or this is your first time in the door. We want to invite you to be a part of serving ministry. You say, well, does it really make a difference? Yes, it does. Two weeks ago, I was looking at somebody's Facebook post and I was looking at the comments on that Facebook post. And they didn't talk about why they came to First Baptist. They talked about the experience before they entered the doors of First Baptist. They said it was raining. And immediately when my car door opened, there was a gentleman standing there with an umbrella to keep me from getting wet. There was an attendant in the parking lot that gave direction for parking. There was a greeter that opened the door. There was a greeter at the top of the steps that gave direction. And then there were ushers who handed me a card and greeted me with a smile. And that post said, what an incredible statement about First Baptist Church Tupelo. That's a reflection of who you are and who we are as a congregation. And that's a reflection of this house. And so I want to invite you to, to prayerfully consider where God wants you to serve. It may not be in serving ministry. You're going to hear great opportunities of service from, from our other staff members in just a moment. But there is a place for service in the kingdom of Christ. And I want to invite you to be a part of that and, and take note of the areas where we could utilize your services. One that we're going to add, because as our staff came in this morning, somebody said, y'all look like a pulpit committee coming in. We're going to train our security folks to do pulpit committee interception. <laughs> so uh, if, if any of you want to, that, that'll be added this week. But uh, no, seriously, we do want you to serve. So uh, prayerfully consider where you want to, you, God can use you. morning. So just a little bit about who I am. I'm Carrie Devinney and I'm the director of children's ministry here at First Baptist and I'm responsible for um, all activities and teaching for the first through sixth grade. The children's department is a wonderful place. Um, if you haven't been over there you need to come see it. 
God has done some amazing things in the hearts and the lives of our um, kids this year. And we don't have time to go into all that he's done, but I will tell you that we get to see the Holy Spirit work almost every week over in that little area. So it's exciting. Uh, what do I do? Well, along with a wonderful team, I get the privilege of planning, preparing um, all the children in teaching times, activities, spiritual growth, discipleship. But probably most, one of the most fun things I get to do is to see God working uh, to build leadership as um, our kids grow and are discipled. Some of the things I get to plan include Sunday night Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study, Kingdom Kids, grow group time, camps, fellowships, family events. That's just to name a few. So there's, we're supposed to stick to three main areas that we need help in. And you can see if you look up in the here, uh, the blue section and some of the orange is some needs that we have in our area. But just to hit some highlights, we need uh, teachers and substitutes. In the Children's Department, we are blessed with a wonderful teaching team. They are faithful, they are prepared, and they always challenge kids to grow in their walk with Jesus and to be in the scripture. But sometimes teachers need to be out. They like to go on vacations too. They have opportunities to go on mission trips. They have family members get sick. They have anniversaries they want to celebrate. They have things come up, and when they do, just because they're in the children's department teaching doesn't mean that they don't get to do those things. But it does create a hole where we need someone to come alongside them and fill in on those Sundays. Um, we also need um, people to, we have some rooms that are busting at the seams. Some rooms recently, just in the last few weeks, like the last three weeks, are, are need to be split into smaller, smaller classes. Well, that's a wonderful problem, but it also creates a need for new teachers. So um, that's one area we of te is teaching, and so I mean, that spills over into the summer. We have opportunities for, to teach. You're like, I can't give up every Sunday, but maybe you just could give us a week at VBS time to teach or do crafts or recreation. The second need I have is adults in the space, because when I told you about teaching, some of you are like, mm, I can't do that, and you tuned me out. Well, that's not always what we need. So we have six rooms. There's six teachers. But most given Sundays and Wednesdays, it takes 25 people to run the ministry effectively. We are thinking, well, what do those other people do? Well, that's a great question. They do lots of really cool things. Lots of cool things. Um, so there are, the, but the main thing they do is they come in and love on our kids and our families. Some greet them at the door with a welcome and a smile. Some play games, because yes, we have games in our area. Some play games with kids during the uh, waiting to, time to start. Some take role. Some lead fun activities that go along with the story. Some just help with crowd control, or that's a cool way to say discipline. <laughs> Some listen while kids uh, say their Bible verses. Some serve food and help clean up. Some are there just to make the, sure the lights are on and that the sound is working. Some are there just to make us feel safe. But all of them love on kids. So I need godly men and women to show our kids how to walk the walk in today's world. I need people to live the faith in front of them. These people may never teach a lesson but they will teach a look, the love of Jesus just by being around our kids. And the last thing I need is behind the scenes people. You're like, oh, I'm not teaching. I really don't want to be around kids. 
we still have needs. We have behind-the-scenes needs. Um, we can always use lots of behind-the-needs needs to decorate for ministry events like daddy-daughter, VBS, or family events, to build things, to enhance the space, or to enhance the event. Uh, some of you are, can build it. I can't. I can help think of it, what needs to be built, but I can't always make it happen. Um, some of you like to organize. Well, after VBS and after a large group event, everybody just brings the stuff back to us and it has to be organized and put back up and sometimes we need help with that. We need drivers for missions opportunities. There are times when we need to take up all the chairs and put something else down because we're having two events in the same hour. We need help with that because our teachers are in the classrooms. So. If you can do any of these, you can help serve in the children's department by loving on them, showing them uh, the love of Jesus just by being around them. So if you are interested, please let us know. I don't know where your heart to serve God's kingdom lies, but one of us will be glad to help you find it. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I'm Betsy O'Neill. I'm director of preschool uh, ministries here at First Baptist, and it is a joy and honor and a privilege to serve here. Um, it's something that I look forward to daily. Um, our preschool ministry, we come alongside our preschool families as we are the hands and feet of Jesus, and we are very intentional to um, introduce and show the love of Jesus to our preschoolers while they are in our care. And the ways we do this is we offer several things, lots of things, so I'm gonna talk about those for a second. We offer extended session during our 8.30 worship, which is happening right now, and our 11 o'clock worship. And we offer grow groups um, on Sunday mornings um, and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Uh, we have activities where our preschoolers grow in God's Word through Bible lessons and music. And we also offer some summer activities. Vacation Bible School is one of my favorite things of the summer. The first full week of June, always. You can mark it down. And um, we also offer um, some really fun family activities throughout the summer. And when you serve in our preschool department, we ask a commitment for maybe one week every two to three months. Um, we also ask some to commit to every other month, and some we ask to commit every Sunday. This really all depends on our amount of volunteers and in which area you're serving in. Um, because of the different rotations that I just mentioned, we need many, many, many volunteers, and they are needed to love and serve our preschoolers and their families. So preschool ministry is the orange right at the bottom. We were asked to highlight three areas of preschool ministry um, this morning. And I'm gonna, I have three. I'm gonna highlight them, you can, they're on here. Extended session, preschool security, and extended session, okay? So there you go. You got it? Okay, good. All right, so extended session, it is offered during 8.30 worship and 11 o'clock worship. And in order to make extended session run really smoothly, we need 18 volunteers, we need eight at 8 30 10 at 11. okay so that's 18 volunteers a sunday if you do that for a month that's 72 volunteers our goal is where you can serve once every quarter which is every three months well then you need 
234 volunteers. So we do not have enough of this time to do that. That's our goal, though. Always have a goal. Um, we have some right now that are, they serve twice a month, once a month, every Sunday. But there is a place for you to serve because extended session is, it is our greatest need at the moment for a preschool ministry. Um, and there are several ways you can serve as a family, like adults of all ages can serve. You can come rock a baby or a crawler. You can love on a sweet little toddler or a two-year-old or three-year-old. Um, youth can serve. College kids can serve. Um, elementary kids can serve if they're with a parent. So see, I just listed like all ages. So all ages are welcome and encouraged. Because I will tell you, our preschoolers love it when you come in their room and you're going to help and they get really excited. Um, and I know that you're going to get a joy from them because you can have the worst day. I can be, and those little kiddos, yeah, they may be crying, but they'll hug on you and love on you. And we just want to be Jesus and show Jesus to them while they're in our care. And another area I'd like to highlight is preschool security. And we would love and welcome a visible security person over in our preschool area, just walking around, um, making themselves known and seen, just so our preschool families feel secure and safe. And um, we don't have this at the moment, so this really, the rotation depends on volunteers, okay? So you can pray about that. And then I said my third thing, again, was the extended session. Um, we are blessed with some wonderful people that serve everywhere, but extended session, because we need so many, it is our greatest need at the moment. We need volunteers to be the hands and feet of Jesus on Sunday mornings and for our preschoolers and their families. And I know, um, like we've all said, there are so many ways you can serve here. I just ask that you pray about how you can serve the Lord. It may not be in preschool, um, but it be in other areas, because I know we are all called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and this is just one way you can serve. So thank you. They saved the longest winded for last. My name's Andrew Mahan. I work primarily with students and do whatever else I'm told to do when I come into the office. But we love student ministry. We love working with our students. When we look at areas right now in student ministry that we have the greatest need in, uh, we would love to see a couple of adults on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights in our large group session become relational, I call them guys relational leaders or girls relational leaders who are amongst our students uh, interacting in that large group space, uh, just giving them another adult in their life uh, that cares for them, that generally and genuinely wants to know what's going on with their life on a day-to-day -day basis, week-to-week, month-to-month. Uh, and so we would love to have a few adults kind of in there uh, mixing with the students. Uh, desperately need some, some check-in slash greeters, you know, as students pour into the new student facility. Uh, and if you haven't been in the new student facility, we have such an incredible facility. Uh, and it's going to be such a draw and has been such a draw for new students and we're just seeing great numbers right now a lot of new kids coming in and out and so we're excited about that but we need people greeting them and then lastly uh, if you have really great homeowners insurance uh, anytime we do a small group off-campus deal we're always in need of host homes uh, think you know disciple now all that good stuff 
um, uh, we, we're always in need there. So if you'd be willing to do that, um, I, it would tickle us to death if you'd volunteer for that. Uh, before I uh, let Danny come up here, or not let, that, before Danny comes and talks, um, that piece of paper in your hand, that serving guide right there, Here's the deal, guys. I don't want you to leave this campus without giving that to somebody today. I don't care where you serve. I just care that you serve. And I know you, you're like me. If you put it in your side of your Bible and say, hey, I'll get to it later, you'll, you know, six months from now, it'll fall out or slip out on the ground and say, oh, I forgot. I never filled that out. We would love for you to fill that out. It is so difficult. My greatest weakness is asking for help. Um, because I like to be the guy that just helps everybody can, and, and wants to do all the things. And, uh, but it is such a help to me uh, as a student minister uh, to have on a spreadsheet, here are people who have literally put their name on a piece of paper and volunteered and checked the box off that they want to do this. It takes, I always feel guilty about asking for help, but if you're uh, crazy enough to put your name down there and check off a box, that's on you. I don't feel guilty anymore. But I would love for you to fill those out. Be sure you can drop them in. Uh, if you fill it out during the service today, you can drop it in the boxes on the way out. You can hand it to one of our staff members or one of our greeters. Uh, but, but don't leave here without filling that out. Um, as Danny comes up here to kind of close us out, here's the last thing I want you to know. We hit a home run with Danny Waller. She has been doing an absolutely incredible job. Uh, and so she's going to close us out this morning. Hey y'all, I'm Danny Waller. Um, I'm the student ministry associate here. Um, I'm new, so if you haven't seen me yet, hey. <laughs> um, but like Andrew said, we have tons of ways that you, know, you can volunteer in student ministry. Um, I have our volunteer sheet up here. It's kind of the small version that's in your guide this morning. Um, but in addition to just the ways that Andrew talked about that you can serve every week, if you can't commit to every week, we have tons of opportunities as well. Um, like you said, opening up your home for fellowships or Bible studies. I also think it's never too early to um, recruit for DNL host homes. So if you would love to just have teenagers come spend the weekend in your house, let us know. Um, and then also we have events in addition to Wednesdays and Sundays where we need drivers. We always have food a lot because teenagers love to eat. And so if you would love to come and serve food, we always have a need for that. Um, but I just want to encourage y'all with all the ways that we have to serve to just really get plugged in because um, it really does make a difference to the lives of teenagers when they can see their entire church rallying around them um, as they pursue Christ because it's hard out there right now, y'all. And so to see um, people from all stages and walks of life um, just serving in this ministry and just encouraging our students, whether that be an every week commitment or just a here and there commitment, um, it really does make a difference. Um, not only student ministry, but every area that we serve, um, just being able to see the church rally together is an awesome thing. So um, I would just encourage y'all, like everybody else said, to just really pray and consider um, where the Lord might be asking you to leave. Good job. Well, amen. You have heard the need. Now let's talk about the Bible, about the need. We've looked at the scripture today. Serving is always the next step in the kingdom. Friends, we know this. Everyone, everyone loves being served. Everyone loves being served. When Andrew and I first got married, we didn't take a lot of vacations. We didn't have any money, anything like that. 
And then after, goodness, five, six years of marriage, we moved to South Mississippi. And all of a sudden in South Mississippi, we were really close to New Orleans. And out of New Orleans, there are these things called cruises. How many of you ever been on a cruise? All right. I had never been on a cruise, and I discovered there was this guy locally in Brookhaven that really knew how to find a good deal on a cruise. And I think for like three or $400, Andrea and I got a five-day cruise out in the Caribbean. That was not each of us. That was for both of us. It was such a good deal. And I'd never experienced anything like that before. You go on the cruise ship, and people start serving you constantly. And it shocks you. Like you try to pick up your stuff and put it away after you eat. And they're like, no, 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 put that down. I've got that. Or you go somewhere and they're trying to, to, to serve you in every way you could possibly imagine. So much so in a couple of cases, it's like a little uncomfortable. Like, hey, I can wipe my own mouth, you know, that type of thing. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it was overwhelming. But by the end of the week, it was like, I like it. I mean, I could get used to this, all these people working for me, because you've paid them to work for you and to serve you. You see, Jesus says in the world of the Gentiles, the more you advance in that world, the more people work for you and serve you. The more advancement you experience in this life, the more others will serve you. And also, how many people work for you or serve you has absolutely nothing to do with your standing in the kingdom. Notice, remember Jesus said in verse number 42, And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be that way among you. That's not how the church works. The church, the kingdom of God, works by not us being served, but us serving others. So everyone loves being served. Secondly, is this, is that Jesus wants us to advance ourselves. Jesus, remember, does not get on to them for wanting greatness. He wants us to advance ourselves, but his focus is advancement in the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of earth. His focus and advancement is in the kingdom of heaven, not in the kingdom of earth. And because of that, serving begins right where we are. Did you know that each person in this room is uniquely and strategically positioned for the kingdom of God? God has you right where he wants you to do what? To be his servant. He has me right where he wants me to be his servant servant which leads me to the final thing which is this is that serving and a willingness to serve are the direct links to advancing the kingdom so well we've heard about these serving opportunities matt you know what what does this look like what does this mean for me well let's talk about what servants do first is servants watch servants watch going back to that example i gave you going on the cruise ship the people they are employees there they're not servants but they are serving you even though they're paid workers one of the things that i noticed is they watched you to watch and see what you needed 
Here's something that I've noticed through the years. Do you ever walk through your house and see something out of order and think, somebody should do something about that? You ever done that? You see something out of order, you see something wrong, you see a need, and you think, man, I, I, I need somebody to do something about that. I, there was a guy years ago when I first started pastoring, I, I got so tickled. Uh, he walked by, and uh, his son was in, in college, and his son's name was Trey. But uh, anyway, he, he, he walked by, and he looked at my truck. And it was really dirty. And he said, oh, Brother Matt, your truck is so dirty. Somebody needs to wash that for you. And I, th- I said, no, no, I'll get it. He said, no, 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 no. We want to serve you. And my son Trey would love to wash your truck. <laughs> and he did. And his daddy said, isn't that right, Trey? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'd love to wash that truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But listen, servants watch. They see a need. They see a need. And instead of thinking, you know what, that's somebody's job. Like, for instance, if you're walking through the church and you see something out of place, a chair's knocked over, or there's trash on the ground, huh, well, I guess, you know, we need to reevaluate who's cleaning the building. Now, you know what? Maybe God has allowed you to see that thing that needs to be fixed so that you can do something about it. This is one of the things that I've tried to do at home. Instead of me walking in and saying, well, the kitchen's dirty. I wonder what Andrea has been doing all day. (laughs) Just pick it up. Just clean it. When I see something, when you're a servant, instead of thinking what others should be doing, you see a need and you fulfill the need. You've heard the needs today, and we are all to be servants And the thing that was talked about today that most excites you or the thing that's on that sheet, I believe God is showing that to you today for a reason. Servants not only watch, servants work. Servants work. There's no way around it. No way around it. If you serve, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you effort. And it's also going to cost you in missing out on other opportunities. If you serve in one area, you're going to miss what's going on in another. That's the very nature and the fact of serving. We understand that. However, serving is a call to sacrifice. And servants work. Also, servants are willing to wait. Servants are willing to wait. Because notice... When you're serving and you are somebody's servant, you're not doing them a favor. You're serving them because of who they are. So they're willing to be patient in how they serve. So it's not just serving, but it is in how we serve. Anyone can serve with a bitter spirit. Anyone can serve with a negative attitude. Well, I wish I wasn't doing this. I wish I'd have been part of something else. But no, no, no. Servants are willing to wait. And the last thing is this, is that servants win. Win. You say, wait a second, this is the kingdom of God. It's not about winning. Oh, no, no. Listen, the kingdom of God is all about winning. But it's about winning in the next life. That when we serve here, Jesus says, even if you offer a cool drink of water to one of these little ones in my name, you will certainly not lose your 
reward. Hey, friends, when you look back on your life, when you look back at your time at church, some of you have been in church your whole life. I've been in church my entire life. I'm 38 years old. Some of you all can't even remember 38 years old. And you've been in church longer than that. But I want to ask you something. As you look back on your time amongst the people of God, is your involvement in the church more characterized by serving the church or more characterized by being served by the church? Now, it's not wrong to be served by the church. But when you look at your life, think about your life and ministry as a whole. And then ask one more question. If everybody served the church like I do, if everybody served the Lord like I do, what would First Baptist Church be like? Would anybody be working in the nursery? Would anybody be there to help with door greeting? Would anybody be there to help with student ministry or children's ministry? If everybody served like me. Those two things, think about it. And if the Holy Spirit is nudging you and saying, listen, you've missed an opportunity. Today is the day of taking a first step to a new way of life. Now, I understand not everyone is able to serve. There are some that are providentially hindered. But almost all of us can do something. And I am offering you this opportunity because I know it will bless you. Because it is a blessing to not just serve God's people, but to serve Jesus through serving God's people. I know sometimes we're going to miss it. There's a, every now and again, I'll go and have lunch downtown. And there's a couple of restaurants down here. And sometimes I'll walk because it's just, you know, I can go right down First United Methodist by the church and then go down into downtown and not have to drive. And uh, there was a guy down there that he loved to see me coming for the longest time because he would always hit me up for some money. And um, anyway, one, one time he caught me, and I think I may have told you this story, but one time he caught me and uh, he said, hey, you help me out a little bit. I need a little money today and just a few dollars. I said, look, man, I'm a millennial. I, I don't carry cash. I'm sorry. I've got a card. He said, Man, that is no problem. There's an ATM right over here. Like, that, that really happened. <laughs> I can walk you right down there. there. No, we're not going to go to the ATM together. I'll end up on the news. Like, um, we're not going to do that. Well, this week, I had, uh, was going over there to eat at a, a restaurant, and I was walking over there, and I, I saw him. I saw him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I don't have any money. Not any cash money, anything like that. So as, as he was sitting there on a table on the sidewalk and he was all stretched out and leaned back, and I was like, well, maybe I'll walk all the way on the other side. So I got up close next to the building and I walked and I didn't even look at him and I went straight past. Isn't that terrible? I'm a pastor. And then, and then after eating, I came out and then he was still sitting there and he's been between me and my 
vehicle, and I'm thinking, gosh, how do I get? So I, I just kind of walk, and then some other ladies came out of a store and started talking, right? And I was like, ooh, I can get right in between. I can get, I can, I can get right by. I'm going to, they're going to set a pick for me, and I'm out of here. I'm gone. And then I turned around, and I looked at him after I'd gone by, and it wasn't him. It was somebody else. And that has bothered me all week long. Now, there's nothing wrong with helping folks over and over again. But as I think about that this week, the guy didn't even ask me for help. But why would he? I didn't give him the time of day. And I thought about this week and I thought, Lord, will you give me another chance with that fellow if I ever see him again? You know what? Some of us have missed opportunities to serve. You're like me. It's like, oh, I see the need, I see the need, I see the need. I'm going to go right over here and maybe somebody else can figure that out. All right, God bless you. Good. All right. Yeah. Friends, the time has come and gone for us to be walking around needs, myself included. And if you've been like me and if you've sidestepped an opportunity to serve the Lord and to be a blessing, today is a day for a new direction. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Jesus Lord I thank you that he came not to be served but to serve and Lord I pray that you would use this time today Lord I know it's been a practical time a practical time of thinking and how would you would have us to be involved Lord I pray today everybody in this building would find a place of service that they might serve you, serve their brothers and sisters, and in doing so, become great in your kingdom. Lord, for those who have been like me and they've just walked past an opportunity, they've seen the need, but for whatever reason, maybe a past bad experience that didn't work out or whatever, they're trying to, they've just tiptoed around an opportunity to serve. Lord, Will you bring us back to a place where we realize that we have missed a blessing? Lord, will you speak to each of us today? For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.